You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast. Today, we talk to Julie Callahan, and she shares a great beginner tip. Whatever you do, don't compare yourself to someone who might have been running for many, many years. Enjoy. Today on Fit Mind Fit Body, I am very excited to have Julie Callahan, a friend of mine who doesn't live next door, doesn't live in Tasmania, like quite a few of the people on the podcast recently have been basically neighbors because they live in Tassie. Uh, Julie, welcome and thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Michelle. It's a great pleasure to be here and to see you again. And we're talking via Zoom everyone so you won't be able to see the beautiful Julie but you will see a photo of her when I put up this episode so she's gorgeous and um, a wonderful friend of mine who also enjoys a little bit of running but uh, we didn't meet because of running we met for some other reasons but let's start from the beginning Julie where are you from originally where did you grow up share a little bit with us yeah so I um, was born in Queensland I lived in Western Australia for like uh, six, seven years, and then I moved to Canberra. So I did yeah. most of my schooling in Canberra. Yep. And then I uh, moved to Sydney, moved mm -hmm. back to Canberra, and then went to the United States, which I have been here for like 20 years. 20 years? So we're speaking to you from whereabouts in the United States are you? Uh, Denver, Colorado is my home for now. Wow. So very excited. I love the mountains and I love the outdoors. And so it's a beautiful place. It sounds gorgeous. I've never actually been there, but we could talk about that in a minute. Let's go back to Australia and to your, to young Julie at school. What sort of, um, how did sport show itself for you when you were a kid? Um, I know I did a little bit of running, like short races, but mm -hmm. really I think I got into like softball and yeah. then I got into um, soccer. Yeah. I was never brilliant at any of those, but I did enjoy it. Yeah. And then, you know, the carna school carnival, I'd run around the track or whatever, but never really a sport person. And truly after um, high school, I didn't do any sort of sport or running or anything. I didn't actually start running until I was in my mid thirties. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So in, in Australia, you see, it sounds like mostly team sports and the sort of things that we would do at school, you know, that yeah. kind of purely school-based, nothing, yeah. nothing after school. I played a musical instrument. That was my weekends okay. and yeah. So not, not a lot of sport. <laughs> what musical instrument did you play? I played the clarinet. Oh, cool. I was like in an orchestra, in a band. I love playing. And then, you know, you get to like high school and unless you're really going to be a musician, everything yeah. else sort of, you know, friends, social life mm -hmm. takes over. So, yeah, I stopped. You don't play the clarinet still? 
No, but I still have my clarinet. <laughs> 40 years later. Wow. Still have it. That's awesome. Yeah. So where did you go to uni? I went to the Australian National University in Canberra. ANU. Yes. Yes. Uh, and what did you study? I did a Bachelor of Commerce, mm-hmm. so accounting. Yeah. And then um, I worked for an accounting firm for a very short amount of time because we kept moving like every two years. So <laughs> but is- when I came to the States, I didn't do any. Um, I got out of accounting and sort of just did odd jobs here and there. So that's another story. <laughs> it made me think of <laughs> cleaning windows and, and mowing lawns. And is it odd jobs? <laughs> No, more like admin. I did a bit of admin. I did a bit of freight forwarding. I did a bit of um, data entry. I did lots of different. I just wanted to do different things. The accounting experience wasn't my most favorite thing. I worked for like a second tier accounting firm and it just wasn't a nice environment. So when I moved overseas, I just thought I'm just going to pick up different jobs in different industries so I did well that's really cool I didn't know that Um, so back in Australia as you were when you were studying first what did you do to relieve stress while you were studying was slept and ate chocolate okay (laughs) slept and ate chocolate as I did unfortunately I was not a runner I did love to walk I must say I was always a walker and I enjoyed being outside but um those uni days I worked and I basically ate chocolate and slept so did you meet your husband in Australia (laughs) I did actually working at the Hyatt we both worked at the Hyatt in Canberra which is a five-star um Hyatt and at the time it was brand new in 1989 Uh, yeah it was and it was fun. It was, it was all full of all the people in banquets were all in banquets. We're all college, mainly college or university kids. And um, we just worked our shifts and we went out afterwards. And we had fun and it was a great, it was really good fun. It really was. So awesome. what, did, yeah. what did your husband study? He did a Bachelor of Administration mm-hmm. and he majored in marketing. Okay. So we never would have met if it wasn't for the height because we're, you know, at two different colleges. So, or yeah. at two different universities. So you, why did you go to America? For an inventor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we were both, my, we had both mm. at a stage in our lives where um, for his work, we were going to have to move. We were living in Canberra and we yeah. had to, we were going to have to move out of Canberra because there were no job opportunities for his next level. So we just, I don't know, he got the opportunity through his job to get an interview with a wine company in America. Yeah. So we just packed two bags and took a plane ride and travelled across America in case the job didn't work out because then at least we had a vacation. <laughs> and then um, and then we... Um, he got the interview, he got the job, and so we ended up staying here for um, three years. Then we came home to Australia for three years and then headed back over here. Wow. So, yeah, we've travelled a lot. Like, wow. I think I moved like 20-something times in uh, 
30 years. So you've moved lot around America a lot, haven't you, as well? Like, yeah, we moved, yeah, well, we moved here. Um, we lived in, well, we lived in um, Illinois. We li- went back to Australia, moved back to Illinois, moved to Washington State, moved to Arizona, and now we're in Cal- uh, Colorado. So, yeah. <laughs> and your two lovely kids, where were they born? They were both born in Illinois. Okay. So they're both American, lived in Australia for three years, both of them did. Um, so they got American, uh, Australian citizenship. So they're dual. Yeah. And then um, they're now, my daughter's living in Arizona and my son moved to um, Charlottesville, Virginia to attend law school. So, wow. yeah, I know. That's very, amazing. very excited. Yes, because now that you're, what is it, empty nesters for the last year or yes. so or whatever, because they were in some kind of um, college. They were, yeah, they were actually, um, oh, well, they were on campus. So, yeah, so we've been empty nesters for three years, three wow. years, four years, four years. So, yeah, I kind of remember it's been that long. It's been that long. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. So when did running pop up in your life as an adult you said it was in your 30s is that what you said before yeah so um did that happen so it was a combination of two things I think I had two small kids Mm. so of course life was very hectic and then um my husband and I we decided we were putting on a little bit too much weight so we had sort of started this gym program Mm. so we were like getting in the idea of I read this article and this is no lie I read this article about this New York mum who wanted to run the marathon, New York mm-hmm. marathon. She wasn't a runner. She had two small kids yeah. and she just decided that she wanted to run the marathon. She trained for over a year and she finished the marathon. So anyhow, so I am on my treadmill doing this, you know, this program to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want to run a marathon. <laughs> so <laughs> I went from zero to marathon. I think it was like 18 months is what I gave myself. Yeah. So that was the first race I actually trained for was a marathon. So which marathon did you do? I did the Chicago. It was October 10th, 2004. I ran my first marathon. So yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It really was. It was a great course to run because it's flat tons of people I mean hundreds of thousands of people and so you're never running on your own and you're never doing crazy hills (laughs) (laughs) so how did you how did you find the training like how how did you fit all that in so I started off I started off very small I think that if people wanted to know well how would you ever go from zero Mm. to 26 in a year I think what you got to think about is you don't think about the end you think about just little bit at a time so the first thing I wanted to do is I wanted to be able to run a mile (laughs) obviously and then I decided that I wanted to get all the way to like 13 miles and then join a running group that was training for marathons because they have those I don't know if they do in Australia but in America they have it where you can join this training program it's like four months long Mm -hmm. I wanted to be at least at the half marathon stage before I you know went and joined a group mm-hmm. so yeah it was I just gather a, a, um, I can't even remember what I found I think I just found a training program online you know 
I don't think couch to 5k it might have been around then but I don't think I used it for that it wasn't sort of out when I was running or I didn't know about it so I just did I think I found like a training program online and I just followed it all I did was just run and I started small got bigger and I always planned every single run to finish at a Starbucks (laughs) That was my reward. Every run, I used to use map my run. I used to map out my routes. Doesn't matter where I went. I had to always end at a Starbucks. That was my reward for running whatever I ran. What did so, you get at Starbucks? What was it at Starbucks that you were looking for? Um, when I first started, it probably was just a latte. Um, oh no, by then it would have been a soy latte. Because okay. I, when I had my kids, I just had a sensitivity, so I changed it to a soy latte. So I used to have a soy latte and then one of their lemon loaf fresh. <laughs> <laughs> that was my reward, whether it was you know five five mile, five k, eight k, whatever it was. Yeah. The ending point was always that. So even when I did my training run, I'd always find a Starbucks to go eat at afterwards. At the That's end of it, nice. it was just my my thing yeah which was fun <laughs> and it worked because you want to get there right you're not going to give up your run till you get to where you're gonna exactly you know, to your eat to a treat. yeah yeah so when you um when you were training for that first marathon did you do a lot of the training by yourself you said you joined a group was that like a once a week kind of thing for the group and the rest yeah. of the days were you're by yourself yeah so all my more all my midweek runs um well on my own and then on the weekend I had the the group which was great because they really were for the long run so as the program got to where I was going longer and longer there was a great group it was the best running group I've ever been a part of it was just you know I don't know it was just it was perfect so yeah so and they had like and it was good because they had like information classes and they told you, you know, and then if you got sore legs or whatever you got, you had other people there would say, you know, do this or do that. So there was a lot of help along the way. And I don't know, it was just a really good support group. Yeah. And I think there's no way I would have been able to do the whole, you know, the longer runs on my own for the very first time. Second time, sure, but not your very first time. No, you need the group to encourage you and just to keep you sane. Did you find um, that having that goal and the group was a real motivator for getting you out the door? Because off from a, from afar, when we have those goals and then we set this, so we only need to do this, this, and this is the plan to get there. It kind of looks doable because it's all just written down and you're not going through it all. Then you start doing it and you get a certain way along it and your mind starts to say, I just don't want to do this anymore. Why am I doing this? No one's making me doing this. Do this is... Um, <laughs> was so was actually having the goal at the end and having a group to run with really helpful for making those conversations with ourselves go away absolutely I think that and and if you and I think more importantly the group has to be a a place where you really enjoy it if you're not enjoying the group you're not going to be motivated to get up early and you know run with the group so absolutely having a group um and then it does and actually I was it's interesting you say that about you get to a point where you're just done with it and you just want to give up. But um, actually my coach, or not my coach, but this running group I'm part of now, the coach actually said, if, if, you, if you get to that point, then you're doing the right amount of training. 
because that's how everyone's supposed to get to is where it's like, I just don't want to do it. But that means that you're putting in enough to yeah. get to the other end. Yeah. You're so tipping the scale a bit and not just staying in the comfortable zone. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So so long as you're not getting injured. But yeah. Um, and it's great. You hear all the stories from other people and I don't know, it's just very, very good. And especially on the day to have someone that's part of that group that's there and supporting you and keeping and making sure I had a one girl who'd run quite a few marathons and she stayed with me or and she would have stayed with me to the end of the race but when we got to the 20 mile mark she said you know do you feel good about this I said yep I'm fine you go ahead you go complete your goals but just having somewhere you know someone on the route, on the road, yeah. sort of being there with you, chatting to you, talk, you know, is a very valuable piece of, yeah. um, uh, for a first. I mean, I think I'm sure people that have done many, many, many can probably, you know, push through no matter for a first marathon or a first 10 or a first five. Um, just having someone there to encourage you and keep you going is, yeah. is huge. Yeah. So how many, how, how many marathons have you done? Like after that, I did four. Yeah. Until I just and 2017 was the last marathon I ran, um, in Seattle. Yeah. Um, but I was just I had injuries and I just was tired of running and so I tried biking. I did that and then that sort of got sick of that. You know, I just kept moving on. But I always missed running. I always found running was the one thing that I really. I don't know, just mentally, everything about it, that just that pound, I know it sounds silly, but that just that constant pounding, that rhythm that you have going through your body, I just find it very soothing. So, um, and I had always wanted to run more than a marathon distance. I just yeah. had, so it was in my mind. I couldn't get it out of my mind. And so I just, I tried a couple of times. This is not my first attempt. This is like my third attempt, but <laughs> So, so tell far. everyone, Julie, what are you training for at the moment? Because people don't know that. Oh, yeah. A 50K is what? my goal. That's yeah. amazing. I know. So is, I'm very excited. Is this, a, this is actually an organised event that you're training for? Correct. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's the Farmersville, Texas Oktoberfest wow. 50K run. Sounds like there's so, a yeah. head at It's the a end bit of a mouthful. <laughs> Yeah. With the Oktoberfest yeah. part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Plenty so, of beer. I hope. That's what I'm expecting. I take that's in October. <laughs> yeah. yeah crazy. Wow. 16th of October is the is the day that it's to be run on. So, so and I'm many, excited. How I've many got, weeks from now? Uh must be uh what do we it's about four weeks. Four oh. weeks from now. So I've got one, yeah, I've got one long run this weekend and then it's taper until the race. So I'm excited. If I get through this this 22 miles, which I don't know how much that is in kilometres, but must be. Must be. 30 or just over 30. Isn't it about a two-thirds top? It'd be like it's 1.6 times. So well, it's it 32 plus 36. 34, about 34 miles, I think, right. uh, kilometres. You're think. the numbers yeah. girl, so. You should... <laughs> yeah, but I'm not doing very well. <laughs> adding up those between miles Don't say you're the numbers girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
Well, that's yeah, exciting. So, and how are you finding yeah. the training? So what, I guess, so you said you've attempted it three times, like further than a 42, um, for those of us who do the kilometres versus the 26. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so what stopped you the other two times? What was going on for you? Um, truly not having a plan. Mm-hmm. so and, and the, well the first time I did it I was like oh I'm just gonna walk and then start running and then but I had no real plan yeah. and the second time I tried it actually in all fairness it was I was gonna run the race in 2020 like March 2020 yeah. I actually signed up for a race I was training for a race yeah. and my goal was to start running with this um, long distance running group mm-hmm. in January yeah and what happened was the gentleman, this is before COVID actually became a thing, but he decided for the first time in 15 years that he'd been running this group, he wasn't going to do a winter program. So I had finished the third, I'd been able to run 13 miles, but I had a bit of pain and stuff. And when he said there wasn't going to be training, I was like, I just couldn't, I just, it just was like a barrier that came up the race got cancelled anyhow so in a way I'm glad that I stopped because it would have been more disappointing to try and run a race in lockdown (laughs) so um yeah so that was the second attempt and then I also decided that I needed to be a lot stronger than I was Mm. because I was having a lot of knee pain even with those shorter miles it could be anywhere between eight miles and 13 miles where I just get this shooting pain mm. um so I went to the gym I started the gym uh I think June of June of 2020 yeah so I did that for a good six to eight months before I really started running again mm-hmm. so and then I joined the group <laughs> and you're not getting that pain again because it's, it's an interesting thing that you say with knees um I don't have any and, and haven't really had a lot of trouble with my knees, but it's definitely a thing that people will say either if they've run a lot or if they haven't mm-hmm. run at all. I can't run because of my knees because of some other sporting injury or some other reason. Um, but even people who've run a lot can, you know, knees are one of the, the sort of fragile things. But it sounds like you've found you've overcome that. So that's really interesting. Well, we'll see because um, and, and I think because while I was doing this training run, Mm-hmm. I had two runs. It was a 14 mile. It was a, it was a 16 mile and the 18 mile run. Mm-hmm. And both of them, especially the 16 mile, I actually couldn't finish it running because my yeah. knee is in so much pain. Okay. And it was the left knee. Yeah. And then two weeks later, I tried to do the um, 18. Yeah. And around the 16 mile, my right knee. Had- oh. So, and it's like, okay. And I just thought, oh my gosh, I'm just not going to be able to run the race. But um, I was also running a lot. I had, I was just doing too much running. Mm. So the coach said, cut back on the running during the week. Um, mm. Maybe I decided that too, but, mm. um, and now I did the 20 mile uh, two weeks ago, yeah. no pain in oh, either of the oh, knees. So I think sometimes you can get it because you're going faster than what your body can handle. Yeah. Um, too much on your body. Um, so for me, I'm just trying to make sure I get my long runs in and go to the gym two days a week. I was going to say so, that gym's still working. You're still doing yeah. your gym stuff as well. And so I actually cut that back by one day because mm-hmm. I was just, 
I just said to my trainer, I said, I just can't start my race when my whole body aches. So, <laughs> so we come back to two days a week and he's, he's not doing it as aggressively as it was before. But I just feel that at least it's, I mean, obviously my upper body is not affected by running as in yeah. there's no pounding on it. So it's good just to strengthen that so that, yeah. you know, then I'm running straighter and my better and because that cool, all affects, mm. how, yeah, how yeah. well you're going to feel. Yeah. So oh, it's very exciting. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it seeing is. how that goes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> really exciting. So yeah. going back, you sort of it sounds to me like you've you've been a you've run and then you've not run and then you've run again. Like there's been a lot of stopping and starting with running since you started in your 30s. Is it would that be right? Yeah. Like since you first like um, that rather, would be right, yeah. Rather than kind of always, you know, having a sprinkling of running through it, even if you weren't you know, running a marathon or something. What did you do physically? What kind of exercise stuff did you do? You didn't just go sit on the couch or sit behind the no. computer and, and, uh, and work. Mm. What other things were you doing when you weren't running in those periods? So I took up cycling, ser- yeah. not serious cycling, but what instead of my running, I was then cycling. So we did like a, we, our longest ride was a two-day ride. It was 200 miles that we did. But we did that. We did a hundred mile race. We did fifty mile races, like each year. Like, yeah, but it yeah. get got kept getting less and less and less each year. <laughs> but um, I love to ski. Skiing yeah. is my favorite thing. So, being here in, in Colorado or coming out to Colorado, I loved to ski. And then in the summer, hike. Yeah. So last two last two years haven't hiked as much. Yeah. Um, but being in the mountains and hiking i love 14ers so i've hiked three what's a one twice can you just oh can we Um, reverse (laughs) so it's like fourteen thousand feet is the top Ah. of the um the mountain so it's pretty not a lot of air up there but it's more there's i don't know how many peaks there are here there's quite a few that are at that height yeah and so in colorado it's very popular to climb the different 14ers they call it wow. so I know it's a lot of fun well as in you feel good when you do it yeah. so yeah so that's what I, I wanted to do one this year but the marathon and just the way with my knees was like I'm not gonna tempt fate yeah. in hurting myself and not being able mm-hmm. to run so I put it on hold oh. yeah well I just yeah I just I just want to get to that starting line not injured yeah. That's my goal. Totally understand. And then that. let the race be the race. Yeah. And I guess you're heading um, also into your favourite time of year for Colorado with the skiing season. Like you're, we're heading into summer, but you're heading into winter, which is um, that's no. what you've got to look forward uh, exactly. to at the other end of the k <laughs> I've already bought. I've already. I've already um, bought my accommodation at the ski fields for next March. So or course, February. Yeah. February. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. All right. I can't now, wait. Back to running for a second. Um, yes. When do you think you first called yourself a runner? Can you remember that? Or is that a conversation you had with yourself? I don't know. Um, I don't know if I've called myself a runner. Ah, Only because absolutely. I think I'm not consistently <laughs> haven't run for, I like running, but would I call myself a runner? Hmm. Isn't it interesting? I like, don't know. No, but, no, but there is no official, well, there may be an official, you look up it in the dictionary, 
runner would just be someone who is out having Runs. a run. But and yet we have this thing in our head that um or we all have different things in our head as to what a runner is. And so some people would say if they don't race, they're not a runner, or if they don't run regularly, they're not a runner, or if they've not don't run a particular speed, they're not a runner. So there's all these other thing weird things we have going on in our heads. They just um, And I do believe you don't run a certain speed. I mean, I'm a very slow runner. I tell people that and they go, oh, yeah, sure, yeah. No, I am a very slow runner. You could probably walk faster than I could, but I don't care because I just want to be in a running motion Yeah. when I do the race. That's all. That's like my, that's my goal. So when we talk about whether you identify as a runner, I'm assuming right now you are identifying as a runner for at this moment because you're training for a big race and and a longer distance. But maybe you don't. Maybe, as you said before, maybe you don't necessarily call yourself a runner at the moment because your definition of runner is something else. Would that be- yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. I think if I continued on, because I really want to keep running in the winter, mm-hmm. I think if I kept running, like mm. after this goal was because it's like this, like I said it's like this yeah well it's just like it was just something I couldn't get out of my head yeah and I just wanted to run it and then and if I don't you know if I don't if I break down and my body can't handle it then that's life but at least I took it to that as far as I could but I think if I can to run then I'll probably start saying I'm a runner again do you know what I mean I think it's because I think when I was running before when I was running consistently for those four years I I felt like a runner because I kept Mm -hmm. it up all through the season but until I get through this and if I continue to run then I probably will call myself a runner do you think you'll need some big audacious goal at the other end of it like to to keep running um I don't, I don't know. I know it's much, much, much harder to continue to run if there's not something you're running for. You know what I mean? Like in the winter, I think it might be different because I'm dying to go run in the snow. I just, (laughs) I love the snow. We don't get a lot of that in Tassie. (laughs) In Australia, we don't get a lot of opportunities to run in the snow, I should say. Yeah, I just think it's the most beautiful precipitation. Wow. I don't like the rain, but I love snow. So I th- I'll see. In my mind, yeah. I just can visualise just thoroughly enjoying running in the snow. Yeah. And then when it gets to the summer, it's probably going to be more hiking, you know, hiking mountains mm-hmm. to keep the fitness up. But we'll see. I mean, that's what I see at the moment is what I'm visualising is that after I finish my race, it'll be nice just to catch up with this running group without having to run, yeah. you know, a specific mileage yeah. and just enjoying being able to say, oh, I'm going to mm. turn around at the five-mile mark. Or, you know, because, yeah. you know, people we were running with, some of them didn't have races. They were just coming back to get fit. Yeah. And so that you'd ask them, oh, so how far are you running this week? She goes, and they'll go, um, I'll see how I feel. And I thought, <laughs> oh, that would be so nice to do, <laughs> you know. I'm going to turn around now. I'm feeling a little tired or I'm a little hungry. So, yeah. So we'll see. See how I feel. Well, that's exciting. I'll be looking forward to seeing how you go with that. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. you, uh, you take it on as a, as a thing. However, when it comes to identity, um, it does feel like you ha- your identity is also wrapped up in 
that, you know, moving, like wanting to be someone who moves, you know, because of the hiking and the cycling and mm-hmm. the skiing and the, and, um, you know, just out walking. It does like yeah. an out- outdoors, you know, slash mm-hmm. moving thing, whether it's running or one of these other things that that is something you think and it, always And do. it absolutely is. I mean, if, if I wasn't running, even when I wasn't running, I would be walking. Mm. I mean, I just, uh, for my, just for just feeling relaxed, feeling in a good space, mm. feeling really good, and especially during COVID, yeah. like when that first started and we were inside and it was, I got, as soon as I started to get out and start walking, start walking, start walking, I just felt so much better. And yeah. then when I went to the gym, you know, I, that, I truly believe running mm-hmm. or walking, but it depends how fast you're walking, you've got to be walking at a fast pace, at a pace. <laughs> um, or running. I just find it's great to clear the mind yeah. to, and just to, and you can think, you know, or listen to podcasts or, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things you can do, um, but I think it's very good for the mind. What are you, what kind of things, without telling us details, what sort of things are you thinking about when you're out there running by yourself? What sort of stuff goes through your head? Well, my last run that I ran, hmm. I listened to the Mindful podcast yes. for three hours. Wow. So I felt very, <laughs> well, I had a whole year to catch up on. I, my, um, my work uh, work friend had said, this is a great mm-hmm. podcast. It's about mind, mindset, mindset, mindfulness. Yeah. Um, definitely about the power of your mind and making goals or reaching goals or how you're going to get to your goals. And yeah. so <laughs> I just put it on and I just listen, listen, listen. And it was good fun. I mean, it was, you know, it's just interesting. Yeah. So, but normally I listen to music. I don't usually listen to people talking, but this was sort of the right sort of talking because it was, you know, when you're running, yeah. there really is a mindset piece to running and being running. So, yeah, but normally music. If it's not a podcast, it'll be music. Do you ever have nothing in your ears when you're running? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I will have day. I will have times where I'll go out and I'll start thinking about a client and going through all the things that, you know, I sh- it should be done or or I'll be working through problems yeah. or you know I use it as a time to get it all out of my head I think yeah. more than anything okay. so so uh, you said before with COVID um, because of the stress of COVID you found running and or walking are very useful as well for de-stressing so you yes. use you use that I assume for your work too if you have some stressful times or stressful clients or just a very busy time yeah and I I just think that I've I've all I've been I don't know I can't remember the last time in the last oh hang on <laughs> that's all right I can hear you oh I can hear you got distracted there sorry that's um right. yeah um you know for the longest time it's been walking or definitely walking if I wasn't running but even when I was running I just find there's something about and it's probably the endorphins or whatever are are released when you're you're um, running but also I think you can get distracted by it as well you can just get a want to get away from work or get away from the problems you're thinking about work 
you can use a race or a run to do that because you just focus on nature and listen to the leaves or wherever you're running you just let that take your attention so I think it's either good to work through a problem or to just distract yourself from the problem and give your brain a rest Mm. so Where, where do you like running best what kind of definitely for me now that I've done it I never used to be like a trail runner but I think that's going to become my new best favorite thing because yeah. for this training group I went on you know it's not road there are some through the suburbs and on the mm-hmm. road or whatever but there's been quite a few that have been more through through the well not even a forest but you know just along the bluffs or whatever more in nature and Mm. I don't know something beautiful about that so I that's where I think I want to I know you do a lot of that right you do most of your trail running correct I can yeah I do I certainly prefer it yeah yeah I think that's where I'm going towards it can be a lot more forgiving in many ways as well because the terrain's often not just a flat road <laughs> like you you've got all these yeah. other things in there places where you can't even run you have to walk because of the terrain or whatever it kind of breaks it up a bit mm. and not to mention you're in the environment which is quite um amazing to take in yeah well. yeah I've seen some of your um photos or footage of where you've run and it's just beautiful it is I think I want to yeah I think I think that's where I'll end up mm. um, going towards is more the trail running mm. so but when it's snowing I do want to be more on a flat surface that's just <laughs> covered beautifully in With the trees snow. you want someone to come out and groom the snow for you and make sure it's all just please yes you could <laughs> or just have the perfect amount like maybe two inches what's that <laughs> whatever that is in centimetres, um, of snow would just be perfect because it's very light and fluffy here. Like it's yeah. not like the Australian snow that's sort of a bit more stodgy. It truly yeah. is like, you know, icing sugar, running <laughs> through icing sugar. <laughs> surely, surely that depends on when you get to it. it, it well, it strikes but, me as if you, if it snows one day but you didn't go out until the next day, then by then it would already get to that sort of stodgy no usually in uh, a lot of time in well it depends but here in the city by the next day it's gone I mean it's so light it gets so warm it it just all melts and becomes nothing but yes if you went up into the mountains and you had a big snowfall probably by the third or fourth day with just that pressure it gets you know sort of gets compressed into not that fluffy white beautiful snow (laughs) (laughs) the stuff that you're looking for yeah powder they call it powder I shall have to remember that one of the questions I ask people a lot is how long you think you'll run for so that's an interesting question for you because you you know you're still deciding do I want to be you know will I I'll see how I feel after I finish my 50k so what do you think about I think I'll if I feel good yeah I think that's the thing if I feel good I think I'll run forever well, for as long as my body will let me run. And then it depends. If I could still run long distances, like if I make that distance and I don't feel too beat up, my body doesn't mm. feel too beat up, then I might actually try and go even longer. I want to see how I feel after it. I mean, when I run it, if I get to the end of it and go, I really would like to go a little bit further, <laughs> then that will be mine. Or I might get to the end of it and say, okay, I'm good. I just want to run, but not that crazy distance. Yeah. 
yeah, just have it as a thing that you do as a, you know, regular ticking over the legs, feeling your body moving through, through the air kind of. And I think it gets a little addictive. I think running can become very addictive. It can. So in a positive in a good way. <laughs> well, it can actually go the other way. That's when you get injured and things, but um, yes, definitely in a good way. That's what we're aiming for. Um, I know that you work for yourself as do I. One of the things I find the hardest sometimes is choosing to go out for a run if I'm not running with other people um, mm -hmm. when I know I've got, you know, a mountain of things to do and a list that never I never get to the end of. Actually making the choice to, to go and do that rather than, you know, get to the start my work or, you know, tick off a few things. How do you manage to get through that conversation in your head and get out the door, when, especially when you're not meeting someone and perhaps in the mm -hmm. future when you're not necessarily having a big audacious goal that is scary enough right. that says we really have to get out the door <laughs> <laughs> or else? <laughs> I, I think my, and I totally agree with you, it's so easy to get up and start working and then once you start working, I, I just don't end up running. So for me, it's like, I just have to do it first. Yep. It just has to be the very first thing I do before I do anything else. So if I can do that, if I can get up, and I do like going to the gym because, um, and I and I work with a trainer because, you know, for the re my previous life before I got a trainer, I'd always sign up to go to the gym and then I'd go like the first few months and then, you know, you never go. Yeah. So this time, at least I get up, I have to go and I go. So I like that part. But for running, and I haven't been doing much during the week because I just need my body to be able to get through the long runs. But it, yeah, it has to be before I even look at my work. Mm. Even before I open, I don't even want to look at my emails or anything in the morning because if you start that, then you go, oh, I could do, oh, I could do. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's best slope. just to get out of bed, put on your shoes and get out the door. So That's you're, the best way to you're do it. A, I'm definitely a morning person from what I'm hearing. I am, yeah. yes. <laughs> what time do you start just out of curiosity? Um, well, a lot of the mornings I'm getting up around 5.30 oh. is my start time. So, but that's because I travel half an hour to go to the gym. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, that's interesting. But what then if I go for a walk, I might get up at, um, if I don't have anything else on, I might get up at seven. Yeah. But, but generally three times a week, I get up at around five, five thirty. Good girl. <laughs> <laughs> go to bed nice I don't know if it's good I still haven't got used to it <laughs> you're doing very well I need to I'm only a 6 30 girl at the moment so I probably need to think about how to, how to move that forward and go to bed earlier and all those things because <laughs> I always find as well if I get it done in the morning like you said um that's good whereas if I decide oh no I'll just do it a bit later oh, you know this all these things yeah. crowd in and they take the space and then it's just oh, no, I've got to get these done and, and you just don't do it. Yeah. yeah. And I think once you start work, there's always something else that pops up. You know what I mean? Like an email mm -hmm. comes in or you're working on something, you go, oh, that's right, I've got to do something else. And yeah, I, I've, I think I've only ever ran, gosh, maybe only twice ever in the afternoon. I mean, I planned to run in the afternoon a few times and it's never eventuated, but 
no I just I just don't I just don't get there so I think you got to know your body some people are like could never get running in the morning and they love doing it at night straight after work and I think that's great because you know just got to find your time yeah it's true so is that fitting it into whatever your schedule looks like I suppose and then honoring what if you've said you're going to run at lunchtime at work three times a week or Mm -hmm. Or if you're going to run after work, then you actually do that because it's really, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's, I think when you're working for yourself, it's particularly challenging though. It's <laughs> what I find. Well, this, because you don't have a, you know, it's not like the you have to be at the office at nine mm-hmm. and then at five or six or whatever time mm-hmm. you, your work day finishes, it's not, you know, you basically go, oh, it's time to leave. Let's go. Yeah. But if you're working for yourself, that tends to just be never ending. Always working. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or always not working it's your choice <laughs> um, on, a, on a kind of well sort of serious note I think I was thinking about it I think that you might be the first person on the podcast who knows someone who's had COVID oh yes isn't that funny yeah, yeah. So, and I only bring it up because I because it is a pretty topical thing globally and um, mm. I also wanted to ask how your husband has been since that was about a year ago or something. Like yeah, that. it was. Yeah, he got sick. Oh, yeah, easily mm. a year ago now. Um, I think it was July last year okay. he got really sick. Yeah. And he hasn't had any, you know how some people have maybe blood clots or they've yeah, got something lost lasting. taste or anything like mm. that. Nothing that he knows of yeah, yet. Um, he seems to have fully recovered. Yeah. But even when he had the um, the shot, you know, the um, jab, mm-hmm. yeah, the vaccine, he got very sick with those as well. <laughs> Just, yeah. But, I mean, not as bad, nowhere near, nowhere near as bad as what he was when he had COVID. But, you know, the second, yeah. the first shot took him out for a couple of days and the second shot, I think, took him out for like three days. Oh, wow. So, um, but, yeah, he got, I mean, he was very, very sick for um, over, I think nine days before he really was really getting out of bed and then he had severe fatigue for mm. weeks after that, wow. weeks after that. So that was a hard thing, but that's all gone. I mean, that's mm. all completely, but yeah, it was a scary time, i got to yeah, say. So <laughs> scary. Well, and obviously you didn't, you didn't actually catch it. No, I was well, not, not, very not obvious, but, but <laughs> you were, uh, I happen to have been talking to you regularly at that time. So I know that you yeah. didn't catch it or at least. As far as I know. I know. I got up every single morning saying, okay, when am I going to get it? And I never did. And I was with him the whole time because by the time he got symptoms, Mm. we had traveled together in a car. We'd been around each other for, you know, in close contact for those three. And I thought, well, what's the point? I mean, Mm. I've either got it or I don't. So, but I was very lucky because Mm. if I was as sick as him, we would have been in a bad situation. (laughs) We would have been eating. (laughs) (laughs) We would have lost a lot of weight. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you didn't get it as well and there was someone to be, you know, the not sick person to keep an eye on everyone and that you've both um, come out the other side. And obviously you're both vaccinated now by the sound of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I got vaccinated too. Yeah, so it was good. Yeah. Oh, it's one of those... um, things that we're living with now and we um you know it's the elephant in the room sometimes sometimes that's all we talk about other times it's um the thing that we don't talk about so 
Yeah. Well, I think it's just gone on so much longer than we all anticipated. And I think when the vaccine came out in my mind, I thought, oh, my gosh, it's going to be so good. The virus is going to disappear in a couple of months. And it's like, no, no, it keeps changing (laughs) the way it wants to be. (laughs) So I think we've got got a bit of a, um, a journey to see that all, you know, yeah. how that all shakes out I just thought that was um interesting to bring out I, I know of a couple of people who have had it and yet for a few people out there they're like I don't even know anyone who's even had it you know and I thought well I do so <laughs> and here's one you know one person who's you know your husband had it even though you didn't but I thought it was a good um well and our neighbors just know. um yeah my neighbor na- our neighbor that lived in Scottsdale she has just had it. Um, she's just recovering from it. She was deathly, not deathly. She was very, very ill though, like couldn't get off the couch ill for nine days. Wow. And she's still now just, you know, slowly recovering. But that's the yeah. second person that I know, you know, not just someone told me of someone who yeah. knew someone who knew someone, but they're yeah. two very close contacts that, that um, have had it. And my daughter, she oh, had it. Did she? But yeah. I bet she didn't, because yeah. she was a young person. She probably didn't have bad symptoms. I think she was sick for like three days. Okay. That was it. Yeah. Three days. And oh. then her brother actually was looking after her and he didn't get it. Didn't so, happen. yeah, it's just weird how different so she, people are affected. She's got your husband's genetics and he's got yours. <laughs> you know, whatever yeah. it was that, that uh, yeah. matched there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so three people I know really okay. well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Back to running all the way around. Yes. Um, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I wanted to bring that in and I didn't want to forget about it because I thought, I just thought, oh, there's lots of people, I, especially here in Australia. It's like, and in Tasmania, it's even like, you know, yeah. I know it's more than six, but very few people in Tasmania have had it. And that was all way back. I actually think when I was talking to you, like way back a year ago in June or something or July, so a long time ago. Um, tell me how do you think and this is probably a good question for you because because you've come in and out of running it's a bit more visceral for you maybe how do you think running improves your life so if you didn't have it you know what would you be missing out on I think it it truly brings a calmness to the mind mm-hmm. I truly believe running is extremely and especially now with so much going on so many people with anxiety and so many people going in and out of depression I truly believe the action of running or being outside running mitigates those symptoms or improves the health of the mind I true I'm like a 110% believer that it does yeah so so, you know, in today's world where there's so much anxiety being brought on or just people feeling or even just people who put on weight because mm. they've, you know, have had a complete change of life. Um, there's a lot of people that I've known that have, you know, that's the way they coped with COVID. Yeah. Um, so I think, um, I think for me, it's just something that really, not only if you do it enough, you can lose weight, but I think the mental benefit is well outweighs anything. You know, even if you didn't lose a pound, 
just the fact that you're out there running and exercising, you feel thinner anyhow. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I just, it's that weird thing. It's like when you eat a piece of chocolate, you go, oh my gosh, I look so, you know, bloated or whatever. And then if you didn't, you'd be like, oh, I went for a walk today. So I look great. I think, I think there's actually neuroscience. There is neuroscience yes. that says that if how we think about what we look like or how we feel will act yeah. is the predictor of how that will be. So if we think, as you said, I've been for a run, so I feel virtuous and I'm feeling fit and it actually makes you stand up straighter. It makes you all these things that we don't even really are, we're not registering, but our brain yeah. is making that so. You'll move through the world in a much smoother way. I think there's even some studies that have shown that physical things can happen even if it, you know, you know the calorie in, calorie out kind of yeah. conversation it, where it's not nest, like all calories aren't equal, for example. No. I'm trying to trying to make the right analogy here but literally you can be thinking um i'm much fitter and much healthier and you could always be much fitter and healthier without doing anything like your thoughts are so powerful is what i'm trying to say Um, yeah absolutely work out where that fit with the calories but but calories in and calories out aren't actually as that's also scientifically been proven to be not quite as simple as we might have been and i can i can believe that (laughs) also and I think that your body won't release a lot of or won't burn the fat if your stress levels are too high yeah exactly so and I think if running can reduce the stress level Mm -hmm. you can be doing just as much calorie burning but because you've got rid of the stress your body's actually getting rid of that the fat or whatever you need you know so your body can change changes the chemicals reaction yeah happening your thank you for yeah. tying that together for me julie appreciate it i was like <laughs> it fits together somehow but yes yeah <laughs> yeah no I, well, i'm with you. you it's like yeah. it's not just how many what sort of exercise you're doing if your mm. brain's not feeling that it's going to lose the or if it if yeah. it doesn't change then the body's not going to change because yeah. it sends messages yeah. which then create the chemicals produces the chemicals to yeah. reduce the yeah. fat or whatever it is that that you want as a healthy outcome for what you're doing. So, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. Now, before we get to the very last question, the second last question I usually ask is, is there anything about running that we haven't covered do you think we should have covered that you would like to share? Uh-huh. I think if anyone is starting to run, mm-hmm. I think the most important thing for them to learn is don't compare yourself with someone who's been running for years because yeah. you just you're not going to enjoy it as much if you think that you're not doing well because you're not at the same level as I think you should just run for yourself yeah run for your own goals run for yourself not um compare I love this saying don't compare your beginning or someone's beginning with somebody's middle or end yeah you got to be at your path and just have your goals don't have other people's expectations just have your goals yeah Yeah, I think that's important it is especially when you're getting back into running because it's very you know because you remember oh I'm running at this pace and and you remember that and then you go to run and you go holy what happened here (laughs) so I think that's the thing if you're going back to running or if you just starting to run 
you just can't look at other people and feel you're not a good runner just because you're not running at their pace. So like, whose body is this anyway? I can remember having those feelings. <laughs> this isn't my body. Whose, whose body when I've come back to running after having a child or something. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like well, yeah, other absolutely. experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. What tips do you have? I know that the, what you just gave there was a bit of a beginner tip, but do you have any other tips if someone came to you and said, Julie, I just want to start running. It's a thing that I wanted to do for ages. How would you suggest that I do that so that I keep running so that it's not just a one and once thing? Yeah. I truly believe you find a running group. You find a group that runs at your level yeah. um, or, you know, that has a, a large number of different levels like of runners. Range. Yeah. Yeah. A range of runners. That's yeah. it. And then, <laughs> and then, of course, like I said, I, I, I think if people go in and or if they've got a friend that runs and that friend, it only took them three weeks and they're already running at this rate, if people go into running thinking that that's how running is, then mm -hmm. they're going to feel they're not a good runner, mm -hmm. which isn't the truth. You're a good runner because you, you, you yourself have got to, yeah, you've got to get in the mindset of, of why you're running. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like What's if it's to why? lose weight or yeah, what do you want? And then actually enjoy every part of it. Mm -hmm. Even the pain you can, yeah. not that that sounds a bit weird, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but it's like you're that's a very good mental health a, um, strategy, actually, and mindful strategy to actually embrace pain, not rather, yeah. you know, rather than, and that doesn't mean that you want to get more pain. It's just that when no. the pain is there, you recognize it for what it is, you accept it, you don't fight against it, because the more you fight against it, the more painful it becomes. So there are strategies where you accept pain rather than rejecting it, and you'll find that it's not as bad as you thought it was, if that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. And I, and I think also have, if you want to start running, maybe say, oh, I, you know, I'd like to run a 5K. Have mm -hmm. something that you want to, and, or you might just say, I want to run just so I can run constantly for 20 minutes, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, whatever the yeah. goal is. But a lot of the time people run because of the social, you know, you're mm -hmm. outside, there's people mm -hmm. around, you get to talk to people, get out of your house. <laughs> Yay. So if you can this, get out of your house. This day and age at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Find a neighbour that lives within 5K. Go yes. for a run. Yes. Right. That's for all our <laughs> Melbourne lockdown people and Sydney yes. lockdown people who have kilometre zone. <laughs> How far can they get away from their house? One kilometre? Um, I think it's five. Mm -hmm. It depends on which um, in Sydney. I think it depends where you live in Sydney. So there's different rules for different places, which is a bit of right. But I think they can have one friend, right, that they run with, or is that just yeah, the younger kids? One exercise, but yeah, it, again, different rules for different parts of the country, and even in Sydney, there's different rules for different parts of Sydney. So, oh wow, mm, then you got to find a neighbour because yeah. then they should be in the same, unless they're on the border and yeah. they can't even go to the other other <laughs> side. I know. <laughs> I think they started a bubble between Victoria, no, Queensland and New South Wales. Yeah, well, they had that border where people were stuck. Was it Tweed Heads or something where they yeah. were stuck between yeah. being in lockdown and not being in lockdown? Yeah. And yeah. they had family on the other side. Oh. Yeah, that's hard. Oh, no, it's all very messy. <laughs> all right. So we want people to, um, if they're thinking about starting running, to perhaps look for a group that would be mm -hmm. um, like a social, a bit more of a social kind of um, element to it, plus with 
runners from different uh, different ranges across the different uh, abilities, I guess, or um, yeah. different stages of their running because that'll be you'll want to go out and get started more readily and, and you're happy to to join them if it's something you yeah. want to do. Mm. Do they have like colour runs in Australia? We ha- we do. We have. I haven't seen one for a while, but yeah, we actually have. Yeah, like, we have all kinds of different ones. Yeah, because I was going to say, if you you know you just want to, they're fun ones for people to get involved yeah. in because it's a fun run. <laughs> <laughs> we have a we have park run, obviously, but we also have. Um, there was a run that started for the first time here recently, which was a night run. So everybody had glow sticks. So, oh. you know, talking about fun, that was kind of Yeah. Yeah. Or um, in the past we've had mud runs as well, but not the yeah. really serious um, ones that look like you're a commando, but you still yeah. come out all muddy, but it's only a 5K and everyone just has a bit of fun getting wet. Yeah, I think they're fun races, you know, for people if they're not, you know, because then there's the fun element and there's good people yeah. and, because I think fun people run, really. That's, that's it then. We're all fun. <laughs> Just let all your listeners know, fun people run. Fun people run. So you want to be a fun person. Yeah, run. <laughs> join oh, the tribe. That's it. Join the tribe. Run down the road or up the hill or through the trail. <laughs> all the place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Julie, a big, massive thank you and an appreciation for your time with us today. I have learned lots more about you and been inspired to get out and go for a run today, which I haven't done yet, which is, I'm feeling a bit, <laughs> a bit antsy. Um, it has been a joy to learn more about your running story. So thank you for being on Fit Mind, Fit Body. Well, thank you, Michelle, for the invitation. It was so much fun to catch up with you. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to meeting you in person. <laughs> Maybe 2022. Yes, 2022. Let's go for that. <laughs> All right, yeah. stay on, and I'll, um, I'll say a yeah. final goodbye to you off the recording. But again, All right. thank you for your time. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind Fit Body podcast. I'd love to talk to you about your running journey. So send me a message on Facebook or on the website and let's do it for a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit head over to the website fitmindfitbody.co and i'll see you there plus i'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode and before you go I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running. I'll see you soon. Bye.